1: And now, Hebraic Roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International.
0: Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries. And we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, The Tabernacle, A Blueprint of Heaven. This is part three of the series. Next, we're going to see how the outer court represents the lowest level of holiness in the kingdom of the God of Israel. Spiritually speaking, the outer court is associated with those who are babes or children in Messiah. In doing so, we're going to examine the spiritual characteristics of a babe or a child in Messiah. And understand that after we accept Yeshua as our Savior by repenting of our sins and receiving his shed blood for the forgiveness of our sins, that we are to grow in spiritual maturity. Ultimately, God desires that believers in Yeshua as the Messiah become spiritually mature. So, as we've just covered in this teaching so far, the brass altar represents Yeshua dying on the tree for the forgiveness of our sins and accepting him as our messiah so the brass altar represents salvation in yeshua a spiritual babe or a child in messiah is seeking to be washed from a lifestyle of sin in walking in the ways of the world, and thinking according to the values of the world system. So now let's examine in detail the characteristics of a babe or a child in Messiah in establishing the principle that there are different levels in our spiritual walk. To begin with, we're going to start with 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1, as it is written. Paul writes, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual or mature, but as unto carnal, even as a babe in Messiah. So this word babe is the Strong's number 3516 in the Strong's Greek Dictionary, and it's the Greek word "nepios," which means a babe, a child, or one who is untaught or unskilled. A carnal mind, a reference to thinking according to the values of the world and its system, has not yet been trained to follow the Torah or the word of God, and is still walking according to the desires of the flesh, and hasn't yet overcome the ways of the flesh. We can see this in Romans chapter 8, verses 7 and 8, as it is written. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, and it is not subject to the Torah of God or the Word of God, or it doesn't follow or obey the Torah or the Word of God, neither indeed can it be. So that they that are in the flesh, meaning those that have a carnal mind, cannot please God. A babe, or a child in Messiah, is still carnal in their flesh and in their thinking, and as a result, they engage in strife and division. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3, it is written, For you are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are you not carnal, and walk as men? In addition to being fleshly and having a carnal mind, a babe or a child in Messiah is not spiritually mature in understanding the Torah or the word of God, and as a result is open to believe every wind of doctrine. In Ephesians chapter 4 verses 14 and 15 it is written, That we henceforth be no more children. This is the Strong's number 3516 that the King James translated as a babe in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 1. So that you no more be children who are tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, but speaking the truth, the truth is the Torah, as it says in Psalm 119 verse 142, thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness and your Torah is truth. And then Psalm 119 verse 151, all your commandments are truth. So we grow in Messiah by following or speaking the truth in love so that we grow up spiritually into him that is Messiah, a reference to spiritual maturity in all things. We grow up into him which is the head, even Messiah. So here Paul is equating spiritual maturity with the spiritual status of being Messiah a babe or a child in messiah can only be fed the milk of the word and is not able to handle the meat of the word paul explains this in first corinthians chapter 3 verse 2 as it is written i have fed you with milk and not with meat for hitherto you were not able to bear it so a babe or a child in messiah is unskillful in the knowledge and application of the word of god in hebrews chapter 5 verse 13 it is written for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness for he is a babe a babe or a child in messiah lives with the cares of this world and as a result doesn't bear fruit for the kingdom of God. In Mark chapter 4 verse 14, Yeshua said, the sower sows the word. In Romans chapter 10 verse 17, it is written, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we sow the word of God in our heart from hearing the word of God. So Yeshua is going to explain the one who hears the word of God, And the ground upon which the Word of God is sown, which is to be our heart, contains thorns. Yeshua continues with the parable in Mark chapter 4, verses 18 and 19, as it is written, And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of other things, enter in and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. In other words, a babe or a child of Messiah doesn't bear fruit for the kingdom of the God of Israel. In order to grow in Messiah, we need to put off the world, the ways of the world, the desires of the flesh, and carnal thinking, and renew our mind with the Torah or the Word of God and seeking to live our lives for Yeshua. In Romans chapter 12 verse 2 it is written, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. In washing away our sinful lifestyle, we're given new hearts to obey or follow the Torah or the Word of God. In Hebrews chapter 10 verse 22 it is written, Let us draw near, having our hearts spread from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. The way a new believer in Yeshua as the Messiah grows is on the milk of the Word. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2, it is written, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the Word, that you may grow thereby. A babe or a child in Messiah is still seeking to put away the desires of the flesh, and to refrain from carnal thinking. However, those that sow to the flesh who are carnally minded, it results in spiritual death. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 8, it is written, And he that sows to his flesh shall reap of the flesh corruption. When the children of Israel were saved or redeemed or delivered out of Egypt by putting the blood of the lamb on the doorpost, which is celebrated today by the observance of Passover, prophetically Passover foreshadows salvation in Yeshua. Upon leaving Egypt, when the children of Israel ate unleavened bread and were immersed in the Red Sea on their way to Mount Sinai, they were still in the outer court. Because the children of Israel failed to overcome the flesh and carnal thinking in the wilderness, they ended up dying in the wilderness, and the generation that came out of Egypt was not able to go into the land of Israel, or the promised land, or to make spiritual ascent so the nation of israel dying in the wilderness is a prophetic picture of a babe or a child in messiah not able to grow past the outer court in psalm chapter 95 verses 10 11 it is written 40 years long was i grieved with this generation and said it is a people that do err in their heart and they have not known my ways of whom i swore in my wrath that they would not enter into my rest or in other words go into the promised land a disciple of yeshua whose spirit spiritually grows in him will ultimately do away with childish behavior which is associated with following after and being influenced by the flesh the ways of the world the values of the world and carnal thinking in first corinthians chapter 13 verse 11 paul wrote when i was a child a babe and messiah i spake as a child i understood as a child i thought as a child but when i became a man i put away childish things we can see how a believer in Yeshua is called to grow in spiritual maturity from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 14 to 15, as it is written, that we henceforth be no more children, a babe or a child in Messiah, because we've put away childish behavior, meaning walking after the flesh and carnal thinking, while also being tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. But speaking the truth... The Torah is truth, Psalm 119, verse 142. In love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Messiah. So after being saved by grace through faith, by repenting of our sins and accepting Yeshua, As our Savior, we begin the process to grow spiritually by first feeding on the milk of the Word of God. And by cleansing at the labor, we can spiritually ascend to a higher level of holiness than God and go into the holy place. In Psalm chapter 24, verses 3 and 4, it is written, Who shall ascend unto the hill of the Lord, and who will stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands, that is what we do, and a pure heart, that is our motives in doing what we do, who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. So let's summarize this part of the teaching. Number one, spiritually, the outer court of the tabernacle represents being saved by grace through faith, that is the brass altar, which is a picture of Yeshua dying on the tree and shedding his blood for the forgiveness of our sins wherein we progress to be cleansed which takes place at the brass labor from a sinful lifestyle number two spiritually the outer court of the tabernacle represents being a babe or a child in messiah number three spiritually a babe or a child in messiah is still influenced by his flesh and carnal or worldly thinking number four spiritually a babe or a child in messiah is to partake of the milk of the torah or the word of god in order to grow number five spiritually by cleansing at the brass altar which means being cleansed from living a sinful lifestyle we can progress in holiness and ascend to the spiritual level of the holy place so next let's look at the three pieces of furniture in the holy place and what they spiritually represent number one is the table of shoebread. number two is the gold candlestick or the seven branch menorah Number three is the incense altar, where we offer prayers. So first, let's look at the table of shewbread. In Exodus chapter 25, verses 23 and 24, it is written, You shall also make a table of shittim wood, and you shall overlay it with pure gold. Exodus chapter 25, verse 30. And you shall set upon the table shewbread before me always. So the bread was set on a table. Table represents having fellowship or relationship with the God of Israel. And initially that relationship comes by receiving Yeshua as your Savior, and it progresses by being obedient to the Torah or the Word of God. So the bread on the table is a spiritual picture of Yeshua, who is the bread of life. In John chapter 6, verse 35, it is written, And Yeshua said unto them, I am the bread of life. Yeshua repeats the statement in John chapter 6, verse 48, as it is written, I am the bread of life. So what did Yeshua mean when he said, I am the bread of life? Since Yeshua just stated that he is that shoe bread that is on the table in the holy place. It spiritually represents that a believer in Yeshua realizes that life is all about him that Yeshua is the meaning and the purpose of life that we live our life for him to seek to do his will and obey his Torah or his word. This is the lesson that the children of Israel was meant to learn in the wilderness. We can see this from Deuteronomy 8, verse 3, as it is written, that he might make you to know that man does not live by bread only, that is the things of this physical world, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord does man live. So bread represents life. And since Yeshua is the bread of life, spiritually eating bread is the recognition that we live our lives for Yeshua, seeking to do his will in obeying his Torah or his word. When we come to this place in our lives, we have grown in spiritual maturity from the outer court. The Torah or the word of God is to be in our mouth. We can see this from Exodus chapter 13 verse 9 as it is written. And it shall be for a sign unto you upon your hand and for a memorial between your eyes that the Lord's Torah may be in your mouth. So we're to speak the word of God. In addition to speaking the word of God, we're to meditate upon the Torah or the word of God day and night so that the things that we think and thus do is according to the Torah or the word of God. In Psalm chapter 1 verses 1 and 2 it is written, Blessed is the man whose delight is in the Torah of the Lord, and in his Torah does he meditate day and night. The process of spiritually ascending from the outer court into the holy place comes by having our mind, which is our thoughts, renewed to obey or follow the word of God. In Romans chapter 12 verse 2 it is written, And be not conformed to this world, which is what you're still doing in the outer court, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, or change the way we think. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 23, it is written, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. In growing in spiritual maturity... The goal is to have the mind of Yeshua. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, it is written, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he might instruct him? But we have the mind of Messiah. So what was the mind of Messiah? It was to do the will of his Father. If we have the mind of Yeshua, we live our lives to do his will in our lives. In order to do the will of God in our lives, the Torah or the Word of God must be written upon our heart. And that which is in our heart we will speak, we will say, and we will do. In Psalm 119 verse 11 it is written, Your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. And then in Proverbs chapter 7 verses 2 and 3 it is written, Keep my commandments and live in my Torah as the apple of your eye. Write them upon the table of your heart. We're to follow the Torah or the word of God with our whole heart, with our whole being. In Psalm 119 verse 34 it is written, Give me understanding, that is spiritual discernment. And what is spiritual discernment regarding the decisions we make in our lives? I will keep your Torah. Yes, I will observe it with my whole heart. So the table of shoe bread is coming to that place where we grow and we recognize that Yeshua is the bread of life. But we are not able to do the will of God and to follow the Torah or the word of God in our own understanding or in our own ability or in our own strength. For this reason, we have in the holy place the candlestick or in Hebrew, the menorah. In Exodus chapter 25, verse 31, it is written, and you shall make a candlestick of pure gold. Because ultimately, the way we follow the Torah or the word of God is through the help of the indwelling Holy Spirit. And this spiritually is what the menorah represents in the holy place. The menorah had seven lamps, in Exodus chapter 25 verse 37 it is written, And you shall make the seven lamps thereof, and they shall light the lamps thereof, that they may give light over against it. The seven lamps of the menorah spiritually represent the seven spirits, or seven attributes, or manifestations, of the Holy Spirit. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 1, it is written, And unto the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things says he that has the seven spirits of God. Then in Revelation chapter 4, verse 5, it is written, And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. These seven spirits of God, or attributes or manifestations of the working of the Holy Spirit, is outlined in Isaiah chapter eleven, verses one and two, as it is written: "And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots." This is referring to the Messiah, even Yeshua. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might and the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. So let's review the meaning of the seven lamps of the menorah. They represent the seven spirits, or attributes, or manifestations of the working of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And they are, number one, the Spirit of the Lord, number two, the Spirit of Wisdom, number three, the Spirit of Understanding, number four, the Spirit of Counsel, number five, the Spirit of Might, number six, the Spirit of Knowledge, and number seven, the Spirit of the Fear of the Lord. The menorah was lit with olive oil. We can see this from Exodus chapter 27 verse 20 as it is written. And you shall command the children of Israel that they bring pure olive oil beaten for the light to cause the lamp to burn always. So the menorah was lit with olive oil and it was to burn always. So what's the spiritual meaning of this? Olive oil represents the Holy Spirit. And the commandment is we are to have the Spirit of God burning and operating in our lives at all times we're to not let the fire and the burning and the working of the Holy Spirit go out in our lives that is because we're to follow the Torah or the Word of God by the help and inspiration of the Holy Spirit we can see the connection of following the Torah or the Word of God through the Holy Spirit from Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 27 as it is written and I will put my spirit within you and what's the result or the outcome of of the Holy Spirit within us, which is the new covenant, I'm going to cause you to walk in my statutes, to keep my judgments, and do them. This is how Paul testified that he followed the Torah in Romans chapter 7 verse 22 as it is written For I delight in the Torah of God after the inward man or the one that has the indwelling Holy Spirit. So in addition to realizing that Yeshua is the meaning and the purpose of life, he's the bread of life and we seek to do his will and we seek to follow his Torah or his word through the help and inspiration of the Holy Spirit fellowship or relationship with him comes through a dedicated prayer life and this is the meaning of the incense altar the description of the incense altar is in exodus chapter 30 verse 1 as it is written and you shall make an altar to burn incense upon of shittim wood shall you make it spiritually the incense that was burned on the altar of incense represents our prayers unto the god of israel and specifically a devoted and dedicated prayer life which is also linked with intercessory prayer as well. In Psalm 141 verse 2, it is written, Let my prayer be set forth before you as incense, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. We can see how our prayers are likened unto incense to the God of Israel. From Revelation chapter 8 verse 3, as it is written, And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it with the prayer of all saints upon the golden altar which is before the throne so this is describing the heavenly tabernacle and the golden censer of the heavenly tabernacle Continuing in Revelation chapter 8, verse 4, it is written, And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended before God out of the angel's hand. So let's summarize this part of the teaching regarding the holy place. Number one, there are three pieces of furniture in the holy place. They are the table of shoe the candlestick, or in Hebrew, the menorah, and the altar of incense. Number two, spiritually, the table of shewbread is associated with recognizing that Yeshua is the bread of life, and that we're to seek to do his will in our lives, and in doing so, know that we live by every word that comes out of the mouth of the God of Israel. Well, that's going to conclude part three of the series on the subject, The Tabernacle, A Blueprint of Heaven. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.
1: Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is Hebrutes.org. That's hebroot dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and